Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and gender identity meet, with host Phil, aka Corinne. Transition of Style is produced by Fashion Consort, with music provided by Sarah FM, and is sponsored by QueerCut, a radically inclusive shopping platform and queer community. Hello, 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 everyone. Uh, welcome back to TOS Check-In. Uh, if you have not listened to any of the prior episodes, TOS Check-In is basically our way of checking in with the queer community during this coronavirus pandemic and being locked down. Some of us are not locked down. Some of us are out. Uh, some of us are essential workers. Uh, some of us have to go to work. Some are healthcare um, workers. And I want to make sure that I say a special thank you to those people. You are amazing. You're making the world go around right now. And we really respect you. Uh, today, I am speaking to a good friend of mine, Sunitha Menon. Sunitha, what's up? What's up, Corinne? How are you? Hi, how are you, my friend? Sunitha I'm is a good. really, really incredible friend of mine. Tell the TOS audience a little bit about you. Uh, a little bit about me. Well, number one, Corinne is one of the most amazing humans I've ever met. So I'm so grateful t- to be on check, this podcast. Check is in the mail. Check is in the mail. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I am, what? what's my background? So I live in California right now. I moved over here to Los Angeles about three and a half years ago. Spent 10 years in New York before that. So uh, New York is near and dear to my heart. And um, I work for an anti-sexual violence nonprofit. So I've been working virtually for about six years. So it's a, it's a weird place to be in right now where everyone's like transitioning into working remote work. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. So you were used to working virtually. You were used to working from home. This is not unusual for you. This is not new for you. What's changed? Is there anything that's different for you right now? Yeah, you know, what was really weird for me is it took a few weeks for me to figure out why I felt so unsettled because the majority of my life has been happening virtually for the past three and a half years that I've lived out in California. You know, when I first moved out here, I had some friends and uh, lucky enough to have my brother and his wife that live out here. But the majority of my community was on the East Coast. So I started doing FaceTime dates and virtual happy hours about three and a half years ago. And then because I've been working remotely, when they put the shelter in place in order here in Los Angeles, I was kind of struggling with like, why is this hard for me? This is what I've been doing. I've been working remotely. I've been working virtually. I've been used to video meetings. My entire team does video meetings. And then I realized that it's not about working virtually. It's about the fact that everything around us has changed and we absorb our environment and we absorb the emotions and feelings that are happening. And so you know, really shifting that from working remotely to surviving a pandemic while trying to be productive has been a huge kind of uh, mental shift that I've made for myself and for, for my team, I think, in recognizing that this is really tough. It's really tough and just a completely different world, even though it seems on some, on some levels uh, similar to what it was before. Right. It's interesting. I, you, you wouldn't, I think that someone who has been working from home, you would think that that's a pretty easy transition, but you're right. It's not the same. It, things are, are actually different. And, you know, I don't know if you mind me mentioning this, but your partner is out and is a fire chief and is basically out and answering calls. I mean, if you feel like talking about that, it's fine. If not, I totally understand. But I mean, that's you're you're supporting and being supportive to someone who's out there really on the front lines of dealing with this virus in many ways. Yeah. And that was the other weird thing is because 
nothing about our life changed. You know, my day to day remained the same and same with hers because when she has to go to work, she has to go to work. It's not like, you know, you can work virtually being in the fire service in LA County. And um, the majority of the time when you call 911, the fire service is dispatched. So she's going out on calls all the time. So it was just a, it's been a really kind of strange and surreal place to be in when so much of our life has stayed the same. Whereas most of the people I know, 90% of their life has changed. And for us, our lives are the same. The difference is the social interaction and the emotional heaviness that is kind of in the air right now that everyone's struggling with. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, is, it, is, it is a different world completely. Yeah, I would imagine so. And, and again, I think it's wonderful that you, I'm sure you're being very supportive for her, you know, because she is very much um, dealing with this in a way that many of us are not. So it's, you know, I, I can only imagine what that must feel like for her. So what are you doing? I mean, you were already doing this before, but are you doing anything different these days to stay connected to your friends? Or is it like, like before? You said you've been doing Zoom meetings and, you know, FaceTimes for years now. Is it any different right now? It feels much different. It, it absolutely feels much different. I'm FaceTiming all the time with my family and friends in a way that I never did before. So maybe in the past, you know, once or twice every few months, we'd get together and try to do a FaceTime date or I'd talk to my parents on the phone every weekend. Whereas now it's like these very intentional, like even if it's 10 minute FaceTime check-ins to see how people are doing. Uh, I have a lot of people with very different uh, lives right now. So it's like, you know, whether you have kids or you're single, whether you're in a good relationship or a bad relationship, whether you, you know, are struggling with uh, work issues or whatever's going on, everybody is kind of sitting in a completely different kind of suck. Like that's the only, like it sucks for everyone in completely different ways. And, and no one is getting out of this easy. Like nobody has an easier situation. Although I will say that I feel especially at my heart just goes out so much to people that have children or anybody that's immunocompromised or is at high risk. And so, you know, I think that inherently is different, but for me, I, um, the, the things that are the most important to me that have always been the most important to me are my community and my, my mental health because I travel for work, I had been doing therapy virtually every once in a while, primarily in person though. So we've shifted that to being completely uh, virtual, as you can imagine. Um, and then just really trying to bolster up the like people in my life, like, how are you doing, doing check-ins, whether it's, you know, FaceTime or Google Hangouts or Zoom, and really trying to put so much of that effort and energy into staying connected with people has been, has been helpful for me. But it's also tough. You know, the other day, I couldn't figure out why I was so tired. And my partner was lovely and she was just like, you know, you're the kind of person that gets um, reignited through social interactions. And although you're doing all of these things where you're having FaceTime dates or Google Hangout dates, like it's different. And, and so for someone like her, who's more of an introvert, she, you know, recharges through being alone, but I recharge through being with people. So it's been tough. It's, it definitely has been tough and challenging, but trying to like remain as positive as I can. And then when I'm not feeling positive, just being honest and being like, yeah, this sucks. And that's okay. Like it, it just, it sucks for everyone. Totally. I completely understand that. You know, what I find interesting is that, you know, I am also doing a lot of staying in touch with friends through FaceTime and, you know, Zoom or, you know, Google Hangouts, whatever the platform may be. I find it, I love staying in touch with these people. I'm enjoying it, but I have to say it's also a little draining. Like, I don't know why, because these are people I could spend hours and hours with. But when I get on 
things like FaceTime or, or something else. It feels like there's just a, a level of energy that I normally don't, I don't, maybe I don't have to bring to it normally that I am, that I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's Well, really I think tired. it's different. It's a different method of communication, right? And like the, yeah. like humans are, humans are meant to connect. We're meant to touch. We're meant to talk about feelings and emotions, maybe not as much as I enjoy it, but <laughs> you, do, <laughs> but you do, enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Yeah. But we are, and I'm a very touchy feely person too. So even like the lack of hugs, the lack of like seeing people or being close to them is very different. So then when you're doing things virtually, you're one step removed. And I feel like you're missing that, like, I don't know, like aura of a person and spirit of a person that kind of gets lost, which makes it more difficult and does make it more, more, um, kind of, you know, feel a little bit, a little bit harder when you're in the moment. I think. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I wasn't able to put that into words, but I think you just did. Thank you. Well, uh, you what do you, yeah, well, I know I'll send you the, I'll send you the bill. <laughs> I already told you there's a check coming your way. What do you send me a bill for? <laughs> Look, what do you miss most about life before quarantining? I mean, I can only guess, but I want you to tell me anyway. Yeah. So the most important thing to me, as I've said, are like my friends and my family and my relationships. And so not being able to be there for people that are really struggling right now, and also not being able to, to have people be there for me when I'm struggling, right? As well as difficult so um, I'm pretty much quarantined. I'm not going out at all because uh, Leanne is, is out in the field all the time. And I surely do not want to be walking around as an asymptomatic carrier and uh, unintentionally get somebody sick. So uh, I'm not really seeing anyone. So that's really tough. It's really hard. I miss that. I, as I mentioned, my brother and his wife are here and they have a, a little daughter who is eight months old now. And I, my apartment is behind their house. So I miss seeing them and seeing her. That's been really tough. And I just like, I miss bars, like shitty, grimy bars, <laughs> like just going to get like crappy beer with someone and be like, this is so fun. Like, let's just like chill and get like crappy beers. And, you know, and I love eating. I miss eating out all of the things that everyone misses. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's, it is sad. I kind of miss those things too. <laughs> exactly with, with the exception of the beers i'm not into beer like that but you know, <laughs> you know i don't do that yeah um so what about your style i mean it, it's weird because like what is the quarantine style you're wearing like what are you wearing day in day out what's your clothing <laughs> look like seriously you've been working from home all this time has it yeah. changed you, i mean you're yeah. on more more meetings than ever now right so yeah. So my style has really shifted and evolved i think over the past probably 10 years, which has been really interesting to see. I think when I first came out, I really recognized that I could embrace being super feminine. Whereas before I was out, I didn't feel comfortable with that. I was dressing much, much more kind of like masculine. I came out and I loved the heels and the dresses. That was like my jam. And, and so I got really feminine and then I had a back surgery. And when I had that back surgery, I wasn't allowed to wear heels anymore. And I remember talking to you about this being like, uh, what do I wear now? And so then trying to get like really into nice suits and Lord knows I could never look the way that you look. You are so amazingly put together. Um, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and also I, I do like playing more of a feminine line, but what's been interesting to your question is that most meetings that we do with any of our, our uh, video meetings, 
I've done that from the beginning to establish a relationship. Uh, the work that I do works with clients who are looking to create safer environments, specifically uh, in relation to sexual misconduct and sexual violence. So these are really tough topics to be talking about, and talking about it over the phone is a can be a little bit too removed. So everything we try to do is over video. That way I can read people's language a little bit more, try to figure out what they're most concerned with, and establish how we can help them. So for all of those meetings, I used to wear dresses and obviously it's only kind of waist up uh, and I've shifted completely to like button up shirts, which I love uh, and looking like much more kind of uh, androgynous in that. So basically top half is usually something uh, a little bit more masculine where I have, you know, I'm kind of like a button up shirt all the way buttoned up, which I love and a suit jacket. And then the bottom half, depending on the weather out here in Los Angeles, is either shorts or sweatpants. <laughs> um, so that's, that totally varies. Yeah, I believe my producer, Josh, referred to that as Donald ducking. So yes. But that was pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> a little business on the top, a little party on the bottom. I understand that. Yeah, exactly. We've, we've all had exactly. to do it sometime. We've all had to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, you know, I'm asking a bunch of people, and I, I know you may not be prepared with this, but just give it a shot. What are the three things you think you can't live without while in quarantine? Some people are like, I can't live without my phone. Some people are like, I can't live without wine. Some people are like, I can't live without like meditation. Like, what are the three things you think that are helping you sort of get through this time? Yeah. So I feel like this is going to be a, a huge position of privilege to say this. And I recognize that uh, I'm incredibly lucky. My partner owns a house with a gym and the garage is a full gym and working out is something that's really important to me. And so, I mean, I can do every workout that I want to do in there. We just bought a rower a few weeks ago. So that is for my mental health. I, I realized a long time ago that my mental health and my physical health are very, uh, very connected. So if I'm emotionally not feeling great, I'll stop working out. And so for me, it's an easy connection to be like, I need to at least maintain working out because I know that that helps my mental health. So the gym absolutely is huge. And again, I, I recognize how lucky I am to have that. Technology, which is not something I would have ever had on my list ever before this, <laughs> because I am such an in-person person. I will like fly to meet up with people. I would rather that than, than using technology. But right now, technology is what's keeping me together. And again, that health and mental health therapy, I think is really important. So for me, it's, it's the gym, it's technology. And, and I think this is going to be a little sappy, but it's true. It's really incredible to, to have a partner who is loving and kind and compassionate and here. And so I haven't experienced that before. So it's just a really, um, those are kind of the three big things for right now. That's beautiful. I love that. I want to thank you for being on with us today. This is really great. I, it's, you know, I've been wanting to have you on and it's just awesome to like connect with you like this and to introduce you to the TOS audience. It's really freaking awesome. I love it. Absolutely. Can I, can I make one plug? You certainly can. So the work that I do is uh, one of the things that we know is that a lot of people are stuck at home and a lot of people are struggling. And so if anybody listening to the podcast is struggling with anything related to sexual misconduct or uh, sexual violence, 
the organization I work for has a 24-7 hotline and chat line. There's also a ton of information on our website if you are wondering how to support somebody that has struggled with sexual violence in, in their past. So um, check us out. It's RAIN. So it's R-A-I-N-N dot org. And so, yeah, I just wanted to make a plug for that because we know that there are people that are stuck at home with abusers. We know there are people that are stuck at home struggling with what happened in their in their history. So uh, so we're always here 24-7. Oh, I love that plug. And um, you're always welcome to be on this podcast and plug rain. That's fantastic. I thank you so much for being with us today. Please stay safe and healthy. Please the same to your partner who is doing incredible work again on the front lines of this virus and really helping people, um, you know, when they're, when they're calling 911 and they're, and they're needing help. So I want to thank you so much for being on and wish the, the best to both of you guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Transition of Style. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our show page at transitionofstyle.com for more information and follow us to share in the conversation on Instagram at transitionofstyle. 